Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 43, beginning with verse 16 and reading through verse 21. Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, beginning with verse 16 and reading through verse 21. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, so that they might declare my praise. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of God's word. Let us pray. Father God, as we hear the words spoken from your prophet Isaiah, Lord, speak to our present day hearts and souls the message that you would have us to receive from your word. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I am continuing this morning with another sermon from the series that was done entitled Two Roads by Dr. Robin Scott. Our message this morning is entitled The Road of Anticipation. The Road of Anticipation. Two roads diverged in a wood and I, I took the one less traveled by and that has made all of the difference. Well, our Lenten preparation time is almost at an end. Something new is about to happen. In the book of Philippians, Paul tells us, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead I press on towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Jesus Christ. In the text today that we read from Isaiah the prophet, we hear almost identical words. He declares that long ago, long ago, that the Lord performed mighty acts and delivered Israel from the bondage in Egypt. Now, though, the Lord is about to perform another act of deliverance. This salvation leads the people to praise God. We today live in a world that is full of intrusions of God, the comings and the goings of the divine, 
in Christ, the eternal God has come to us and lives with us. This is not some disinterested, distant God, but instead it is a God who comes to us, who comes to us. So as Christians, we should look carefully and prayerfully at all the events in our lives, expectant that God is with us and anticipating that God is always about to do a new thing in our life. And this is even more important as we live out a life of faith through this corona pandemic. A new thing, God says. Can you see it? This text anticipates God's doing a new thing. The exodus from Egypt was for Israel a moment of God's extravagantly wasteful love. Do you remember that term from last week with the prodigal son? The father had extravagantly wasteful love. So our lesson from Isaiah this morning gives us an opportunity to proclaim a strong God, one who creates something out of nothing, a bright future out of a dismal past. Hear those words again. Our lesson from Isaiah gives us an opportunity to proclaim a strong God, one who creates something out of nothing and a bright future out of a dismal present. This God acts, intervenes, speaks, promises, and creates. I hope you noticed, though, in our text today that God doesn't tell us what he is going to do. He is not going to tell us what that new thing is. And what this does is it enables us, you and I, <coughs> to stop to look, to listen, and to trust so that we might declare his praise. In our reading from Isaiah, we are faced with a reality that many people have trouble accepting. Ever since its inception, the Christian church 
has wrestled with change and newness. Have you ever thought about the fact that when we beg people to change their lives, to change their way of thinking, to come to church, to turn their lives over to God, then once they get into church, we don't want any kind of change at all. Jesus is saying, though, forget the way that you did things. I come to give a new way. Anticipate it. But it's hard for us not to consider those former things because we know them so well. And in some cases, they're a part of our very DNA as Christians, if you will. We learn from our history, I hope. But we can't stay there. We must move forward. Whenever I go to a new church, one of the very first things that I begin to hear from the people is, how can we get all of those people who left the church to come back? What can we do? Well, I think that Jesus answers this pretty well in our text this morning. We're to forget it. Did I just say that? here in the sanctuary, with all of you listening? No, God did. Right here in his word in Isaiah. We are to look forward to anticipate the new thing that God wants to do. If those people that have left the church wanted to be here, they would be here. We can't drag them back through the doors of the church. So we move forward. We move forward. We speak a word of prophecy. If you think about it, God is about to do a new thing here, right here in this place. The question is whether you want to be a part of it or if God will have to do it in spite of or around you. As much as we dwell on the past sometimes, we can't change it. We can't go back to it. We can't relive it. We must go forward. We can all testify to what God has done in our lives. If he hadn't done something in our lives, you would not be here or out there online listening. 
we must go forward. But if we are to choose to keep our faith to ourselves, then the very thing we're sacrificing is our future. Think about that for a minute. If we choose to keep our faith to ourselves, we only sacrifice the future. Is our faith strong enough to go boldly where no man has gone before? God is the God of the past, but God is also found in the present and is found already in the future. It is not about where God is, because we know God is everywhere without the constraints of time. But the important thing is where do we, you and I, look for God's presence? Bill Esom, in his book, Leadership on the Other Side, has a comment in the book about church members who come to church because they know it's the one place in their lives that will always be the same. For Bill Esom, that was not a compliment. That was not a compliment. We are to move forward, anticipate what God has in store for us, both as individuals and as a church, the body of Christ. Think about that for a moment. Anticipate what God has in store both for us as individuals and for the church, which is the body of Christ. I guess the question that is left for you and I to answer this morning is do we trust our past experience of God or do we trust God and God alone yesterday today and tomorrow even if that means God is doing something new our God keeps promising us, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Can you see it? My prayer is for us to anticipate what God is about to do and then give us eyes to see it. Let us pray. Almighty God, you know these people that you have created. Lord, we, we treasure those things from our past, those things that our faith was built on, Lord. 
and it's hard to strip away those things and place our trust solely in you, not on those traditions or experiences, Lord. We are in a new day, and whether we want to or not, we are moving forward. Lord, I pray that you will unstick our feet, our hearts, and our minds so that we may go with you into whatever this new thing is that you have promised us that you are going to do. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.